Let's go on an adventure through multi-level marketing. Let's go on an adventure with Jess. Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. So this is my second episode for the night. I just recorded the Arbonne subreddit part one that I have up, and this is the part two to that. And you can certainly listen to this one without having first listened to that one. You know, they're not really going to tie into each other that much. Other than I am just browsing the Arbonne subreddit, which surprisingly is filled predominantly with anti-MLM content, as we found out in part one. So I wanted to come back. There was a post that somebody made. I won't read the whole thing again, but basically they ask, is it worth my time getting into Arbonne? And they have a little explanation. Also, if you hear my dogs in the background, it's because they had dinner and they're in their little beds and they're just, you know, they've been outside all day running around and sunbathing and they're just being babies right now. So hopefully they'll calm down in a couple of minutes. They're in their little bedroom. You know, it's it's their bedtime, at least nap time. <laughs> I'll probably let them out in an hour or so and let them run around, give them a snack and then it's going to be bedtime. Anyway, they're like children. So... For this Arbonne post, somebody had made a comment and it started like this huge long thread. I didn't go through it in part one. I said I was going to come back to in part two and that's where we're at now. So the comment that was made was, quote, people have actually gotten cars and trips. I have not personally, but I have friends who have. I think it's so worth your time. They have a 45 day money back guarantee too. So you could always try it out. I have loved every moment of it, end quote. So then... That sparks this whole thing. And the OP says, which is original post or the person who made the original post (laughs) says, quote, okay, here lies my first question. Forgive me, but I'm genuinely curious. I've been approached by three individual sales reps or consultants. My best friend became one too a while back. I've been told, quote, I have friends who've been on free trips, end quote. Every time I've been approached, this is what I mean by it sounds a bit OTT. A, It's always friends who have been on trips and gotten new cars, never themselves. It's such a coincidence or is it just it's actually rare, but while trying to sell sell someone on it, you don't divulge that as pretty much all businesses do anyway. B, why do I have to purchase the products myself? If I believe in them, that's great, right? But apparently I also have to purchase a kit of sorts every month. I think it was. Why? Why can't I just sell it and not use my own money considering I'd be an Arbon consultant? I get you guys saying it's my business, but it isn't really since I don't store the products. I don't smoke the products. I don't even know where exactly the products would be stored for shipment purchases. Essentially, it's more like I'm, get, I'm getting employed by Arbon to sell the products. So why would I be required to buy them every so often myself? End quote. So that was OP's con. Oh my gosh, my dog. It's driving me crazy. He just doesn't like being left. He has separation anxiety. So if I put him in his bedroom and I leave, he gets upset. And then that gets my other dog upset. They sleep in the same room. And anyway, if they don't stop, I'm going to have to go pause this and tell them to be quiet. But that they're not going to listen. They're just going to want to come sleep with me in my office. But then they go like they... I'll be like recording and then they'll like get my trash and stuff. And it's just like, it's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so this girl 
or sorry, person that posted that, um, you know, the, the person who said that they have a 45 money back guarantee, I have friends who have gotten cars and trips, et cetera, et cetera. That person says, can you PM me? And then OP says, sure, if that's easier for you. And then the person who made the original comment, we'll just call that person Becky. <laughs> so then Becky, the one who said, you get a 45 day money back guarantee. My friends have won cars and trips, et cetera, et cetera. Becky says, thank you. That way it's not a whole combo in a comment section. Bah ha ha ha. So then another person comments, we'll call this person's username is Fuzz. They said, quote, their goal is to not expose the bullshit. Yes, friends go on trips. Friends that are way higher level than whomever is recruiting you. Remember, it's extremely hard to get to the trip level by virtue of the people who already did it exist at that level. Look up Arbon Income Disclosure and figure out the chances of actually doing well. Without leveling up and creating an army worth of a downline, you'll never do well. Sure, you might make a little money, but averaged out and over the cost of products, you're barely making a profit end quote. Honestly, you're not, it's, it's not even that you're barely making a profit. It's that you're not making a profit. <laughs> the majority of people will not make a profit. Another person says, quote, you do not have to purchase anything at all, but if you're using and promoting it, I'm not sure. Sorry. If you're not using it and promoting it, I'm not sure who's going to buy it, end quote. And this is what all of the MLM reps say, you know, whether it's Monet or Arbonne or whoever, they're like, you have to buy the product to know the product. If you're, if, you know, we come out with a new product and you don't buy it and you don't get familiar with it and you don't really fully integrate it into your lifestyle, how are you going to sell it? And it's like, okay, well, you know, chances are the people at a Lamborghini dealership are not buying Lamborghinis every time there's a new one. It doesn't mean that you can't learn about it. You know, for me personally, I have a sticker business where I design and I make stickers. And I also have a business where I make cookware with various phrases on it or or I have cookware products that I design and put things on it. Anyway, I don't really use any of that stuff. I mean, I have like one sticker on my laptop, but I create new ones all the time and half of them I I don't even you know, they're not of any interest to me. Like for example, if I make a sticker of an animal that I just don't really, you know, if I don't own that animal or I just am not really into like I made a sticker of a fox one time. I'm not really a big fox, but like, yeah, they're cute, but I'm not going to make it for myself because I just don't have that much of an interest in foxes. But there are a lot of people out there that do, and that's who I'm making those stickers for. I also made a sticker one time of, you know, my friend's dog. I don't have that breed of dog, you know? It's not like something that, like, I love dogs and I love foxes, but like, you know, I don't, I don't, have enough of a connection with them to like put that sticker on my laptop. It's not something I would buy for myself if I was hypothetically in a sticker multi-level marketing company. Don't give anyone that idea. Don't, no one take that idea, by the way. No one do it. No one create an MLM. Anyway, so yeah, it's like just because your company sells a product doesn't mean that you have to be a consumer of it. I mean, I used to work at a retail store and I would sell tons and tons of products and electronics and they were things that I never had purchased, you know? I I mean, yeah, I'm obsessed with like computers and stuff because I work in a technology field, but I, you know, was familiar enough with the specs of a product and the outcomes of a product and whatnot. Like, I didn't go around just buying laptops all day and then saying, oh yeah, I actually have this one. 
I have it. So therefore I can sell it. Like that's like, it doesn't matter what kind of sales you work. I have a friend of mine that works for a classic car company and he sells classic cars. I mean, he sells hundreds and hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars worth of classic cars every year. And he might sit in it and, you know, drive it into the, the detail shop real quick, but he doesn't own any classic cars that I know of, but yet he's selling, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars worth them at his company every year as a, as a car dealer. So this whole thing of like, you need to buy the product in order to sell it is stupid. There are so many people, whether you work at Target or Walmart or Kohl's or wherever, like, I mean, half the time, like, yeah, I mean, yes, they give you an employee discount. And obviously, they want you to be familiar with stuff. And I know some companies will offer like accommodations because they want you to buy the product and get familiar with it because sometimes it can make you a better seller, especially if you do recommend it. But there are so many jobs out there that are legitimate where you are, where you, where you don't have to, you know, they're not twisting your arm to get you to buy something. Like you should not be bankrupting yourself so that you can maybe sell a product. You know, like it, it's not a terrible idea. Okay, I'm rambling. Let's get on. <laughs> so somebody said, so the OP for this post says, that makes sense. The reason I wouldn't use Arbon myself is because I personally prefer kitchen remedies for my skincare and mainstream shampoo conditioners work for me as well. So I wouldn't want to spend extra money on the products. That's a very rational response. A very rational response. And this person, Sarah, replies, totally understand. I just wouldn't suggest selling it then. Sell what you believe in. That's what most people will be interested in when they see what's working for you and what you're passionate about. I don't use their shampoos and conditioners either. I don't like them and don't think they're worth the cost. I also haven't ever sold them because when people ask about it, I'm honest with my opinion. Just my two cents. People will be interested in what you are promoting and they'll be more interested in your actual feedback and honest reviews. I don't totally disagree with this, but again, I don't think you need to buy something to sell it. Period. You know, the people in Walmart who are selling you stuff in Walmart, the cashiers or whoever, you know, they obviously don't buy every single product in that store. And, you know, the people in the electronic section of Best Buy, maybe they own one or two or a couple electronic devices from Best Buy, but they are not here buying literally the entire store. Well, I know some people that work for Best Buy and they would tell you that they bought the entire store because it's a very, very easy thing to get wrapped up in when you have an employee discount, whether you're at, you know, like American Eagle or Abercrombie or, you know, it doesn't matter what store you are, right? Like everyone's always tempted by the employee discount and everyone always jokes like, oh, you could just pay me in gift cards and you want to work somewhere that you enjoy and you want to work somewhere where you enjoy the products. But the problem with like Arbonne as opposed to like working at I don't know, Hollister or something, which Hollister has its own problems. But when it comes from a strictly like selling standpoint, like at Hollister, you're actually making a salary. Number one. Um, Number two, you also like, you might have a couple of products that you buy, but you know, you're not going to like hopefully bankrupt. You're not going to be encouraged rather to bankrupt yourself. You know, they might say like, oh, pick out a couple shirts, you know, like you know, read about the products, whatever. But they're not going to encourage you to buy so much inventory that you literally are in the negatives. Like, that's just not going to happen. Anyway, unless you have a bad manager. But at most retail companies, that's not going to happen. Okay, I need some water. 
And we're back. Okay. So this next comment says, it's entirely dependent on how much time you're willing to invest in it. Harder you work, the harder it works for you. Ugh. A, free trips are difficult to get and cars are very hard to get. Again, the harder you work, the harder it works. B, one of the wonderful things about how Arbon works is you're not forced to buy anything. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the representatives are twisting your arm telling you to buy stuff. Okay. Let's continue. It says, unlike other MLMs, you can buy whatever you want in anything that you want. You're not given a crap selection and forced to sell, and you're also not forced to buy the products at all. Hard stop. However, considering these are products catered to improving your wellness, you're also not likely to succeed if you haven't tried the products, right? See, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. This person is like, oh, well, you're not forced to buy the products, but let me just manipulate you into buying the products. Yeah, okay, it's, how is that any different? You know, whether you're psychologically manipulating someone into buying it or whether you're literally forced to buy it, same difference. It has the same outcome. You're buying products and you're operating in the negatives. Same outcome. Okay, let's continue. It says, so whomever is telling you, quote, you have to buy a package every month, end quote, is a moron or made a mistake in wording. Maybe consider not using them as a consultant because if they find out they are indeed suggesting you have to buy something every month, then you also know they are willing to lie in order to help them. So F that. You don't have to buy anything, but you also should try the products. I'm a consultant. Don't care if you end up selling products under me or want to try some products and never try it again. Or if you want to ask me additional questions and never buy anything, but I'm always happy to help. Okay, well. I said all I need to say about that. Say about that one. Okay, next one. It says, <laughs> so this is a comment underneath that last comment I just read, and it says, "quote The harder you work line is how MLM gets MLMs get consultants to blame themselves for failure. A good product doesn't require super hard work to sell, and doesn't require you to recruit others to actually make money." End quote. I agree with this about eighty percent. I do think that there are a lot of good products out there that have unfortunately failed just because. The, you know, a lot of, a lot of getting sales is good marketing and being able to relay a message to people who need your product. You know, you could have a fantastic product, but if it's not well marketed, it's, it's not going to do well. And if you don't have the means to market it, then, you know, it might not do so well. So like, for example, if I created a lipstick and Kylie Jenner created the same lipstick, she's going to be able to sell it a lot easier than I am because she's famous and she already has a ton of money. I don't have all of those resources, so I am going to have to work a lot harder to probably not even achieve the same amount of success. So, you know, I do think that there are good products that do fail, so that's why I don't totally agree with this, but I don't hate this comment. I think it has a little bit of merit to it. It says, um, you know, products don't require you to recruit others to actually make money. A thousand, a thousand percent agree with that, so decent comment right there. So then that, that person that made the original, this is like hard to go through when I'm like looking at it because there's like comments and then sub comments and then comments on those comments, so I'm trying to like lay it out visually for you guys so you're not confused, but I'm probably not doing the best job. So the lady, so we'll just, we'll just call her Tessa because her username starts with a T. So Tessa was the one that put, it's entirely dependent on how much time you're willing to invest in it. And she's the one that says like, you know, you're not forced to buy anything, but like, why would you sell a product that you don't want to buy? She's the one that said that. 
So then she responds to that last comment I read and says, it's not MLM specific at all. If you want to become a doctor, you have to study harder than you might for a less academic profession. People are so harsh on MLMs because they recruit people to sell and aren't the standard hire to work employment. If you want to make a little bit of money, you can do almost nothing like myself. If you want to be a baller and pay for your mortgage, you have to pound that payment. What profession do you know of that simply gives you money for doing nothing? Well, wait. My wife and I love the products, find them quality, and have implemented many of them into our day-to-day. Are they the best for everyone? No, but it requires consultants working hard, knowing their products well, and finding recommending products that will help their network the most. If you, do, if you don't do this, then this entire method won't work for you. Thus, the harder you work, the harder it works. It's not difficult or MLM-specific concept. Edit. Even the best product requires word-to-mouth marketing. The best product spends a large chunk of money on advertising in order to push their product, so I guess I'm just a little confused by what people would rather be spoon-fed by false advertisements than by friends with actual exposure and experience. I'll take a friend with experience and exposure versus a mass-marketed advertisement. Okay, so Tessa, I don't know what gender Tessa is. Um, we'll just keep the name Tessa. So to Tessa, I, I mean... I don't know. It's like, I I get what they're getting at where they're like, oh, well with MLMs, you know, you have friends who actually use the product and like word of mouth is so important. I would rather, I would take my friend's word, someone who knows me personally, than like an advertisement out in the world thinking that they know me when they don't. Well, I just want to (laughs) say, I do have a degree in business marketing and the amount of information that is out there on the internet about you. Also, I have a degree in cybersecurity, so I think I kind of have my basis covered in terms of like knowing about internet security and marketing. Um, the amount of information that is publicly available for marketers to target you is scary. I mean, it is like literally scary. We did a thing about this in my class a few years ago where you could basically like, they, they know... I, there's this there's this movie hold on it's called I think it's called the social dilemma it's a 2020 film and I highly suggested it. it's the Wikipedia explanation says tech experts from Silicon Valley sound the alarm on the dangerous impact of social networking which big tech use as an attempt to manipulate and influence so if you don't think that the internet knows a lot about you, you are so incredibly wrong. There is so much information about you in this movie, The Social Dilemma, I think explains it pretty well. They they essentially build a profile of you and feed you things that you will get addicted to. They feed you content that you were ad- already addicted to and they suck you into these echo chambers. And so, you know, it's, it's how a lot of these conspiracy theories, you know, that have no merit to them start. And it's how just, I I think personally, it's a big reason why America has been so divisive the last few years, or or rather appeared to be so divisive. I don't know if it's actually more divisive than it was in the past. Obviously, we had a whole ass civil war. So I would consider that pretty darn divisive. But at least in modern day history, you know, it seems like things have gotten a lot worse in terms of the country being divided and people just not getting along. And a lot of it has to do with your internet 
you know, profile, who you are that marketers and data scientists and whatnot, um, you know, what they have built on you. So anyway, that was a total tangent, but point is the internet knows you very well. It knows just about everything about you. So it's not something that you should necessarily be scared of. Just it's more so being aware. And I think if you watch the movie, this social dilemma, it kind of helps you break out of the the box a little bit and kind of look at it more objectively and be like, okay, you know, let me, let me realize when, when Facebook or TikTok or whatever is feeding me stuff that it knows I'm going to get addicted to, you know, like just stick to a routine, try not to fall into that trap of just endlessly scrolling for 14,000 million hours. And, um, yeah. All right, let's move on. So do, 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 um, Somebody, the the first person that responded to Tessa responded again. They're just having this back and forth conversation. We'll call this person Derek, just because their username starts with a D. So Derek says, I didn't say that it was an MLM specific idea. I said MLMs use it to make you feel like a failure when it's the business model that's the failure. Earning $300 a year isn't a success. A thousand percent agree with that, Derek. A thousand percent agree. So then Tessa says, my dude, I literally do not actively sell and make more than that back for simply using their products. Where are you getting these numbers from? The failure comes from two things. Number one, people not trying hard while buying products wildly. You don't have to buy the product unlike other MLMs. And two, joining this group while expecting lavish trips and Mercedes and millions of dollars. I do appreciate your responses, but they're so wildly inaccurate. For example, how can it be a failed business model if it's survived and prospered for 40 plus years? <laughs> okay, I'm going to answer this before I give you all Derek's response to this. So number one, that is just not even a valid argument. If you're going to say, how has how can it be a failed business model if it's survived and prospered for 40 plus years? Okay, are you talking about the corporation Arbon or are you talking about the independent consultants, because Arbonne had a bit of an identity crisis a while back. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this, but Arbonne actually used to kind of be known, I want to say, as like a older, like, I I hope I don't get this wrong, kind of like an, like, they were really popular, I want to say in the 80s and or 90s-ish, and it kind of followed that generation, and then they had to do a big kind of rebranding in order to tackle younger girls now, which are early to mid 20s. So you can kind of like most of the people I know in Arbonne are early to mid 20s, maybe late 20s. Um, Whereas like, back in the day, you know, they were, I think, known for being more for like middle aged women. So the corporation itself may have been around for 40 years. That doesn't mean that joining the company as a consultant is going to make you prosperous. That's like comparing apples to potatoes. Like it's not even the same thing. There's different parts to the business. And if you're talking about an independent consultant that's been around for 40 plus years, I would like to meet an independent consultant at Arbonne that's been around that long and who is doing well. I'm honestly, like if you can find me one, I would love to learn more about what they have to say because the turnover rate for being a consultant Arbonne is ridiculously high. And I guarantee you, that 99.9, this, I'm just pulling this out of my, out of nowhere, <laughs> but I guarantee you that 99.9% of people joining Arbon are not going to be around for the next 40 years as consultants. Okay. So again, this just isn't even a, you know, they just, it's just, that's, that's a silly comparison. Okay. So then 
Derek responds, I'm not a dude. Okay, well, sorry for giving you the name Derek, but I suppose that can be a gender neutral name. Honestly, anything can be a gender neutral name. Just anyway. So Derek says, I'm not a dude. The reason companies like Arbonne continue to exist is because the supply of gullible people is endless. The average independent consultant earned $860 a year in 2019. That's from Arbonne's own income disclosure on their site. Sorry, my guesstimate of 300 was a couple hundred dollars less than reality. It's still not enough to make a living, not even for utilities. And then Tessa says, not every consultant does this to make a living. Some like myself, many even, are consultants because it allows us a better savings on the products. And Derek says, cool, but those recruiting others should be transparent about how much money they're likely to make instead of hyping people up about a side hustle, lying to them about how hard you work, making a difference. For most consultants, it doesn't. So this thread is actually so long that I have to click a link to see the rest of it. And so then Tessa responds and says, there's just so much ambiguity here. And again, where on earth is there not direct correlation between working hard and having more success? Working hard directly correlates with your success, with Arbonne and very likely everywhere else. If you're jaded because you drank the Mercedes-Benz Kool-Aid and it didn't work, I get it, but don't bash it universally because you flopped. It's still a quality product that's largely helpful for those who use it as well as sell it. So this is a very common trend that I find is that people who are currently in an MLM love, love to hate on people who speak against it. And they always say this line. They're always like, well, if you failed at an MLM, just say so. Because it was because you didn't work hard enough. So don't sit here and bash my MLM because you didn't work very hard in it. And it's like, okay, first of all, I didn't even, I've never even been in an MLM. I've never even joined your MLM. And second of all, hypothetically, even if I did, it has a 90, what was it? 96? I don't remember the stat. It's like a 90 something percent failure rate. I I quote this statistic. I think it's 96.4%. And I quote it in like every episode. And I'm just like forgetting what it was. Okay. So it has over a 90% failure rate. It is not because I'm not working hard. It's because the system is designed to fail. It really is. So then Derek responds, I would never join an MLM because I don't want to waste money and lose friends. So this isn't about me flopping, lol. It's about informing people of the reality so they know better in the first place. And then Tessa says, it's just wild that someone so incredibly uninformed is trying to do the informing. (laughs) And then this is where Derek comes back. You're the one in an MLM. If you ever decide you want to learn and then post the anti-MLM subreddit, Okay, Derek, props to you. I don't know who you are, um, but, you know, if, if in the in the event that, sounds like you're an anti-MLM fan, in the event that you're out there on the internet and you hear this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, that was me commenting. You're a national treasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to put up with this person on here. All right, so let's go back to the main thread. I had a bit of a detour there. So somebody says, I have three people on my team that have gotten the bends and free trips. Not BS. It really depends on the team you join. Does it? Does it really? Okay. So then somebody named Annie says, the car is a lease payment in your name that you are liable for. Arbon pays you a cash credit for the lease payment. So as long as you're still hitting your sales goals, but if your sales fall off, the payments stop and you still have the lease and you don't even own the car. 
and you don't get a choice of what kind of car. It has to be a Mercedes and it has to have the Arbon logo on it. No thanks. Also, as with all MLMs, there is no consideration for market saturation. <laughs> Thank you. You make your money mostly over how many people you recruit to buy in as a consultant, not over how much product you move. Because the company has products, it evades legal trouble. But at the end of the day, the financial model is structured so that only a few people at the top actually do make money, while most everyone else makes very little per hour, breaks even, or loses. The only positive relationship to have with an MLM is to become a preferred customer so you can receive discounts on products you routinely use and need. But don't get into the lie of recruiting. It's predatory, unsustainable, and does and not done in real business. You wouldn't hire more people to join your staff unless you were literally so busy from filling orders that you couldn't keep up, and there's a difference. So I agree with this, apart from the fact that Annie says that you can become a preferred client. I don't think supporting multi-level marketing companies in any sense whatsoever is a good idea personally, but that's just me. Now, that's not to say that all corporations don't have their flaws. I know the anti-MLM community at times can act very holier than thou. Like, I never buy from an MLM. And, and therefore, you know, I'm supporting like good business practices and then they'll like you know, go eat Hershey's chocolate, which I think used to use child labor. So I can say that I'm very guilty of possibly at times having that holier than thou, I avoid MLMs thing, you know, I mean, I'm a human being for crying out loud as we all are. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's good to be aware and to like focus on the things that are important and things that matter to you. And to some people, you know, multi-level marketing doesn't really matter to them that much. So I don't, I try not to fault people who still support MLMs, even though they don't want to join them. I just don't, I, I personally would not buy from one and I encourage people not to if, if they can not do that. Okay. So the next comment says, I'd like to think I'm not fake either. So if you're interested, I'd love to have you join my team. Haha. <laughs> Sarah wrote, I think it's what you put into it like most things. During the pandemic, with no house parties, handing out samples to everyone you meet, etc., it would be much harder to grow, but it's probably possible. You're going to need your family <laughs> to be your first and best customers. I'm an Arbonne consultant, but only for the discount while I share it with others. I certainly am not, nor expect to be making a lot of money off of it. I'm happy if I make enough back in commission to pay for my personal items. However, it's still worth it for me because I love a lot of what they sell and I'm happy to get a discount. Another person named Emily says, I personally love selling and using the product. I do it on my own time and don't let the peer pressure from Uplides hinder my fun I have with working the business working the biz because that's why we join <laughs> to have it be fun while not being forced to do anything further than what we are comfortable with. I see others have already offered you to join their team, but if you have any questions, I'd be so happy to answer them. I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah. So take a drink for every single person that just said, I would love to have you on my team. Probably be up to, at least if you listen to part one, we'd probably be up to like three to five by now. All right. So Let's go, let's read one more comment and I'm approaching the 30 minute mark. So I'll probably end up making a part three to this because this thread is just so juicy. Okay, so this person says, here's a long answer from someone independent of Arbonne who isn't trying to recruit you. And they have a link to finance guy, the finance guy. And basically they're talking about the Arbonne opportunity. I'm gonna have to go through that in a separate episode because it's got some videos in there and it's gonna just take too much time. So 
They do offer a small explanation, though. It says, short answer, 88% of distributors didn't earn anything in 2017, meaning they didn't earn any cash from selling, let alone trips or cars. Many lost money. Free cars are not free. Arbon covers the lease payment if you reach your sales goals each month. Fall short, you are buying the product to receive the bonus or paying the lease on your own. Free trips, three nights at a three-star hotel. Meals and airfare, question mark. How much will you have to sell to earn that? A lot. Could you earn it more easily with a regular part-time job? I think you know the answer. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Okay, that is all I have time for in this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check me out on YouTube. Just, I guess, search Jess Unfiltered. I don't have a link because I'm not very popular on there yet. (laughs) Maybe one day. We'll see. And then my Instagram is at Jess Unfiltered Pod. Feel free to shoot me any DMs if you have any good content and whatnot. I'm, I'm like searching for this one Arbon video. I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this would make such good content. And I like, I don't think I had started my podcast yet at that point in time. And so I did not save this person's video or username or anything. So I have no idea where to find it. But if you ever come across it, please send it to me. But it was basically this girl who was going to school to be a nurse. And in her Arbonne video, her recruitment video, she was talking about how she wanted to quit nursing school so she could join Arbonne and actually help people. And I was just so dumbfounded. I was like, is this satire? Like, this has to be satire. It was just the most, like, ridiculous thing I have ever heard. And so, yeah, if you ever, if you guys ever come across a video like that on Instagram, please, please send it to me. I can't find it anywhere. Okay. And then lastly, my Twitter is at unfiltered underscore Jess. Feel free to shoot me a message, whatever. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. And I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll probably be posting a part three to this later because I have nothing to do tonight other than stay inside and just record these episodes for you all. Okay. Bye.